Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey parents, welcome to episode two of the Parenting Your Sensitive Child podcast. I'm your host, Julia McGarry, and today I want to talk with you a little bit about the four core traits of being a highly sensitive person. Dr. Elaine Aaron, who is the woman who came up with the term highly sensitive person, defines four core traits of a highly sensitive person. They are depth of processing, overstimulation, emotional reactivity, and sensing the subtle. Now, I'm actually going to break up this discussion into two episodes, and we're going to dig into each one of these and look at what it means and the challenges it can create for you and your HSC. But today we're just going to talk about two of those traits. I actually like to talk about the first trait and the last trait together. So depth of processing and sensing the subtle because the interplay between the depth of your child's processing and their awareness of subtleties contributes to how easily they get overstimulated and how big their emotions are. So that's where we're going to start in this episode. And the first place I want to take you is into a closer look at what it means to be a deep processor. To make it a little more digestible, I like to think of it this way. Highly sensitive children are deep thinkers and deep feelers. They replay their experiences in their mind more than most kids. They also feel things so much more deeply and more intensely. Because of this, it's not uncommon for an HSC to be diagnosed with depression or anxiety when they get a little bit older. Insomnia is also a challenge we HSPs face often since the quiet space of our beds gives us a chance to really process and thoroughly think through everything that happened in our day. But those bigger challenges aside, there are a few things that are immediately relevant to all parents of HSCs. Because HSCs are such deep thinkers and feelers, like they're literally wired this way, They need extra time to process. Your life will be easier if you plan for this. For example, your HSC might need downtime between big activities. They might need time to decompress after school before they start on their homework. Or they might need to listen to some calming music or a favorite podcast or audiobook in the car before they go to gymnastics. They might need you to allow more time for transitions like getting out of the house in the morning. And they may need a longer bedtime routine to settle their mind, possibly including snuggle time with you to work through all of their thoughts if they're a particularly verbal processor. Because HSCs are such deep thinkers, it also means that they usually have a plan. And that means life's going to feel easier for you if you make a point of planning with them. 
you want to let them know in advance if there's going to be a change in routine or if there's something special you want to do with them. You've got to give them time to make mental adjustments to their own plans so that they can go with the flow of what you're presenting. Now, I said at the beginning that an HSC's tendency toward deep thinking often interacts with their ability to sense subtleties. That's how Dr. Aaron puts it. But I want to take a little closer look at what that means because I don't know about you, but for me, when I hear senses subtleties, I'm not really sure where to take it. So the way I think about it is that for an HSC, sensing subtleties means that they notice all the details. Their nervous system's actually more sensitive and more receptive. So they're noticing things that less sensitive people might not notice. This can include the quality of light in a room, your body language, subtle facial expressions, tone of voice, a person's energy or vibe, the temperature, and even the feeling of their clothing on their skin. So when you think about it that way, they really are taking in a lot. And the amount of information that an HSC is taking in at any time and then working hard to process thoroughly leads them to become overstimulated easily. And that can result in big emotions. We're going to dive deeper into that in the next episode. For now, though, I really want to look at how knowing this about your child can impact the choices that you make as a parent. When you know your child picks up on your mood, whether that's through body language, tone of voice, or facial expressions, it becomes more important to be emotionally honest with them. Trying to hide what you're feeling is confusing because they see through it and then they end up with a mixed message. They don't know what to believe. It also means that it's more important for you to do the work of building your own emotional awareness and intelligence. Your child learns how to process their emotions first and foremost from you. So it's really worthwhile to do the work needed to learn to process your own emotions. And when you know your child takes in all the details, you can help them minimize what's coming in. This might look like providing them with noise canceling headphones if you're going somewhere really loud or crowded. It might mean offering them a, a pair of sunglasses if you know that they're sensitive to light. It might look like creating a buffer for them in public spaces by bringing a stroller even after they're old enough to walk on their own. And finally, when you know your child and how they interact with the world, you can advocate for them at school. You can actually approach their teacher and say something like, hey, my child is always planning and always processing. They're really good with routines and you'll find things go more smoothly if you give them some extra time to process transitions or changes to the daily schedule. Or maybe you tell the teacher, my child needs lots of think time and doesn't do well being put on the spot for questions. You might even find yourself advocating for less typical classroom decor. 
especially if your child's teacher notes that they always seem distracted. I mean, if you think about it, most elementary school classrooms especially are really busy places. There's stuff all over the walls and that can overwhelm a sensitive child's nervous system. Just a few different things to think about. Having this foundational understanding of how your child processes the world really can change so much for you when it comes to how you're showing up with them and for them. And it's just the beginning. So if you recognize your child in these descriptions, you're definitely going to want to listen to the next episode because we're going to take a closer look at overstimulation and how to respond when they're in the thick of those big emotions. And if you're nodding along, but you're still feeling stuck or uncertain about how to best help your child, or you feel like your reactions to situations that arise are only adding fuel to the fire, you're not alone. This is exactly what I help my clients with. And if you're ready to push past that, to feel more certain in what you're doing and more calm when things do go off the rails, it's really easy to get started. Just go to my website, click on coaching and get your free consultation set up and we'll take it from there. Okay. I'll see you in the next episode. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.